Right here on the family station where we're taking the limits off is WOGS 103.9 TC here with you once again. Gentlemen for Jesus, Sons of Thunder, man. Basic Foundation Show coming your way this evening. Going to have a lot to talk about this evening. We're going to be getting into a lot of discussions. we got a discussion on Facebook today we're going to get into as well. As well as we're going to get some updates for what happened down in Chesapeake, Virginia with the Independent Gospel uh, Music Alliance as well and a, a whole lot more. And like I got my man, both of my men on the line right now. I want to go first to a... Mr. Henry Harris from Spirit Code 1. How you doing this evening, sir? Hey, I'm doing great, TC. How you doing this evening? I'm doing wonderful, sir. Welcome back to the Basic Foundation. Y'all know it's been a few weeks, but we are back and live and kicking as well. And, uh, and we're live and kicking, and Facebook's been kicking all day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to get my, my hot seat man and stuff. I, I have some theme music I'm going to play for him, but I got to get him in as well. Uh, none other than Mr. Kevin James, CJB Radio's own. How you doing, sir? Hey, how y'all doing? God bless everybody. I thought I had to put this. I had to, I, yeah, to make it, uh, yeah, I thought I had to put that super fly on you, brother. Yeah, I got some people who was asking me for the number. Okay. Um, I have to um, because I told them to go to Mr. Harris' Facebook page to get the number, but they said it wasn't there. Okay. Um, so, well, yeah, it's there. Yeah. I um. Mm-hmm. I uh, no problem. Well, uh, well oh, okay. for, for those that don't know the number, and I know people is calling in right now, the number to call is area code 712-432-0075. The access code is 885-995. I repeat it again, 
800-585-0075. Access code is 885-995. Come one call. All. We got plenty of room for everybody this evening um, as well. And I just want to say uh, thank you, gentlemen, for coming on this evening um, as well. And uh, we're going to get into some things a little bit here. I got some callers calling in. We're going to get to y'all in just a few moments here. But uh, first of all, I want to see how the, uh, how it went down Chesapeake. I didn't make it this year, but how did it go? Uh, down Chesapeake this year. First of all, we'll get into that. Then we'll get into the other stuff. Okay, did you want me to go? Or yeah, go, 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 go for it. Well, I think that uh, this year the Independent Gospel Alliance Conference was was probably one of the best. Okay. Uh, you know, it was it was a little bit more of an intimate setting, teaching setting uh, in the years past. Uh, most of our sessions were held in the main sanctuary, and you, you kind of feel like you was talking to, you know, people scattered out all over the sanctuary. But this year, we utilized the classrooms of the of the facility, mm-hmm. and I think that that not only did it put us in a, a more of an intimate setting, but it put us more into a learning environment. Mm. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I got you. Where we were able to use the uh, PowerPoint presentation, tele—I mean, television screens, uh, whatever, whatever resources we needed in those classrooms were there. And I think the people that attended this year were very eager to learn and to and to try to do better with the uh, tools that they had to, to work with. Okay. So I just thought it was a great conference. And, Conference and the uh, of course the nightly showcases were great. And the Blue Mike Awards that was pretty uh, decent and you know I was really impressed with uh, CJB Person of the Year Award that went to Indigo. Oh wow, that's good. Artist. Okay. She's a great artist. Yes, she is. And, you know, and one thing I want to say about Indigo is that he not only from a Christian gospel inspirational artist standpoint, she's She's what many would consider, and I definitely would sign off on and agree to, an overall artist. Okay. And that's what it takes in this day and time. Overall artist. She's not in a box. She can do whatever's necessary to be uh, creative. But that, I, I, you know, that's basically what happened at the conference. I thought it was a great conference, and I look forward to whatever we decide to do on next year. Good stuff. Kevin James, what's your take on it? No doubt. Um, I have to agree along with uh, Mr. Harris. And w- one of the things, um, especially about Indigo, he's definitely one of them artists that I think everyone should be looking in the year 2016, there was another young, another lady that was there also. Her name was uh, Minister Patricia McQueen. Okay, uh, she was an older lady. Um, she 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 got out there. She did her thing. She was an artist. She was an all-around artist, even though she had some age on her. And she was rapping. You, if you could, everyone needed to see her performance. Her performance was like second to none. Um, I think all the artists that was at the com- conference was really great. I really thought it was some real good artists there. Um, I thought it was, um, like Mr. Harris was saying, that I, I liked the fact that it was really intimate. It wasn't in that big, large sanctuary. It was real intimate. So 
And I think I have been in touch with some of the artists who was there since I've been back. Okay. Since I left from then, I've been in touch with some of the artists. So I think it was real successful. And yes, I'm looking forward to next year. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we just tuned in, of course, the Basic Foundation Show coming your way as well. And uh, got uh, Kevin James and Mr. Henry Harris thus far upon the call this evening. We're going to be talking about a lot of issues this evening as well. I want to get to this one call just to make sure they're listening as well. Uh, Erico 410, you on the air? 410? Hello? I'm sorry, this is Michelle Wilson, Kingdom Crunk Radio. Hey, how you doing? I'm great, how are you? Good, glad to have you part of the Basic Foundation Show this evening. That's awesome. We're gonna be talking about what Mr. Harris talked about this evening. I could leave you on the line if you want to chime in. Of course, we, you know, we I go down person by person, so that way we won't be talking over each other. Um, but Mr. Harris, go ahead and let them know what you what you put out there, man. That we'll talk about it tonight because I thought it was an awesome, uh, awesome question that you put out there posed today. Well, I, you know, um, every now and then uh, it, it, it's imperative for me to, you know, to trying to engage the uh, independent and emerging artists and the music in, music industry professionals uh, with a dialogue so that and, and it, I don't do it just to, just to show how smart I am or anything like that. I do it because I spend a lot of time thinking about these issues, the issues that affect um, independent and emerging artists and it doesn't matter about the genre right it doesn't matter whether you know what subgenre it is within the christian or the gospel arena so what i did was <clears throat> I, I i looked at some of the events that occurred let's say over the past two weeks and i also look at my event that we we've been having we're going into our fifth year and we have some of the same struggles that I'm going to mention now. Over the past two weeks, there has been um, gospel concert. I know two weeks ago there was a gospel concert up here that had about maybe six or seven uh, major gospel artists attached to it. But they struggled. They struggled with ticket sales. They struggled with the marketing. There was last minute calling around to see who could help do this and who could help do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I looked at uh, a couple of gospel fests that was going on, especially one that was on the West Coast. I got a call from the uh, marketing and the PR firm of this particular gospel fest that was going on on the West Coast, and they were saying, hey, we're calling media to see if you guys want to come, see if you want to come and cover it. And, you know, they were four days away from the event. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you don't do that. And this particular event had about eight, and a, a, about eight additional artists on it as well. And these were major artists. Mm -hmm. and calling around, trying to get people to participate, and they're pushing the email blast and so forth. And then I saw another event, you know, the, of course you see the other events 
that's tied to, you know, the amusement parks and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm not trying to step on nobody's toes, but it almost seems like you got to offer something out front in order to get participation on the back end. So my question today was, and I was trying to get some real answers from marketing and public relations professionals. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about trying to get artists to come in and say, you know, we're, well, this person is that and that person is that, this person is black and I'm white and this person is red and I'm green. It wasn't about none of that. Mm-hmm. All I wanted to do was to try to get some type of answer or some type of structured answer to say that how is it? that this young lady, Taylor Swift, can come to Washington, D.C. and do a two-night concert series at the National Stadium, which is a brand-new baseball stadium in Washington, D.C., and sell the place out each night, 46,000-plus people. And all of those other events that I mentioned to you had multiple gospel artists on the event, and even my event is probably going to have 13 or 14 artists on it, and we're going to struggle just to fill the place up. Mm -hmm. Now, what is the problem? That's what I wanted to, I was trying to get an answer, and I said, okay, why is it that gospel has to struggle so much just to fill seats, and I didn't want no ministry answers, I didn't want no well, Taylor Swift is Taylor Swift is this, and Taylor Swift Swift is that. I didn't want none of that. All I wanted to know is how is it that they can do it and we can't, especially when we walk around with the cliché. Just like my pastor mentioned yesterday about cliches. Mm-hmm. We walk around and we're always quoting cliches which really ain't a cliche because the word of God is true. Right, right. We walk around and say that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and we got 10 gospel artists on the the schedule, and we can't even fill 300 seats. Wow. That's what I wanted to know. I didn't want all that mumbo-jumbo about... um, yeah, you know, it's more money in the white community and more less money in the black community. You know, that's like all day long, all of these answers. Tell me, because I'm not a marketing person, mm-hmm. I'm not a public relations person, mm-hmm. I'm a researcher who believes in researching um, music industry policies in order to help artists to be successful, so I needed some help today. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. Okay. Good stuff. And uh, I think, uh, Kevin, you got to say something to, in relation to that? And I'm going to probably come after you and then, uh, Ms. Wilson, you want to say something yeah. as well? You uh, get Michelle, well, you should say something well, too. No, no, Mr. I said a lot. I mean, really, basically, the only thing I probably have to say about that whole thing is probably the reason why all of this is going down and why gospel artists um, can't really sell out unless like Mr. Harris said, you have to have some other event attached to it, then you can then you're doing it. But um when gospel artists have concerts just them, they can't sell out. So why is that kinda, you know, I kinda agree with him and I guess I probably have more to say on 
you know, of the reason why and what we can do to fix it. And that's where I'm at. I'm all about fixing it. All right. Michelle, did you want to say something? I don't think there's anything that um, those two wonderful gentlemen said that I could say. There's nothing else that I could really add. You know, I, I did see, like, um, we had youth fest at my church um, this past week, and third, and it was free. Mm-hmm. And Thursday, um, KCJ and Rashia Hilliard were there, and people weren't, didn't really come out, you know. But Friday, we had some um, more major names. We had um, 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 Kiara Sheard, and we had um, Jermaine Dolly. People don't know him that well yet. Um, and uh, Jonathan McReynolds. Mm-hmm. And people came out. More people came out. But like I said, it was free and... It's, it's just tough for gospel artists. It just seems that people want them to do everything for free. Mm-hmm. But then again, it goes back to what um, Kevin has said on other calls. You know, people say, this is my ministry. And, and yeah, we understand it's your ministry, but it also has a business aspect to it as well. And if you treat it as a ministry, people are going to expect pretty much a handout. You know, I always say and I always adopted the, the, the concept that ministry is business is business ministry. And I think we have to get to understanding that. Now, here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. We know that we're in the gospel music industry. We know that the word of God is at the forefront of ministry as far as your songs go and inspiration and things of that nature. But I think, just coming from my two cents of putting into this, I think the reason why gospel, and I said it earlier, that they're not educating themselves on the business. We do what you call, how many calls we've done over a six-year span, gentlemen? And I know you guys, we've done a lot of calls for free. And we sit here and spend two hours a lot of times giving out a lot of information to educate the artists. And, you know, the thing is that some of them caught some of them caught it. I will say that. Some of them caught it. We don't do other things. And some of them, they still, you know, can't see the forest to all the trees in the way. That's the best way I can put it. And I think, you know, basically right now, um, in, in the crucial time, that they really don't, I don't. I don't know if they're not grasping the fact that this is really business because they want. You know, like I said, I give you prime example. I was talking to Kevin prior to coming on the air tonight, and I saw a post out there that uh, that he put out. That one of my friends put out there for artists to come to church. So he said you can do three tracks. You know, the, the uh, you know the performance tracks for three thousand dollars. And he was saying that he had a problem with people that don't have art. That, that artists out there that don't have albums that want fifteen thousand dollars. And I think basically. And you, you all can uh, comment on this. I think sometimes the illusion that radio, uh, the perception of radio as far as you know, them getting on the air, would make them a success overnight. Is that the case, you think, gentlemen, or and, and ladies as well? I don't know. You know, you know what? Um, I, think, uh, I think Sister Wilson said a lot when she said Casey J was at her church. A number number one record had been number one for what, over three months. Right. That record had been number one. Right. Um, she was at her church and they barely filled the place. Why didn't they fill the place? Because a fan base her fan base isn't as strong. Why did Jonathan Mac Reynolds and Kiara Shear fill the place more? Well, because of the fan base itself. Uh, you and know, yeah. That, yeah. That's what's the key to the whole thing, and no one is understanding that. Well, here's the thing with, with that, too. I think 
that a lot of them understand the business. And, and you know what? And you guys, I don't know if you guys agree with this as well, but some of them have major labels that's backing them as well. And, uh, you know, E1, uh, you know, you know, universal distribution, those type of things are backing them as well. And I think that's part of it too. Well, go ahead, sir. Can I make a, yeah, I just wanted to kind of interject in that. And, you know, I want to put a pen about the uh, major labels as well. But let's go back to Jonathan McReynolds and mm -hmm. E.T. Shears. Okay. And what Ms. Wilson said. I think I read some of her posts and I saw some of her pictures. Very nice pictures, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um. Part from some of the arts, from some of the people that I talked to that was at that event, Ms. Wilson, were other artists who were fans of Jonathan McReynolds and Kiki Shears versus the fan base. You follow what I'm saying? There were a lot of hype, a lot of artists, mm -hmm. and their groups went out, they came out to that event. And they told me, and then they hung out with some. And even there was an artist from my church. Uh, he's an up-and-coming artist. He went out, and he said he went out, and he was hanging out with KCJ because they've been knowing her for a while. So a lot of a lot of times in the audience, uh, instead of fans, there are other artists because those other artists are fans of those artists. Right. If you follow what I'm saying. Right. So. That took place, but at the same time, most of them are on major labels. And if these major labels cannot get the job done for the cost or the price factor that they're asking for to bring those artists in, then, you know, I, I really don't want to be calling any names because I don't think it's appropriate. But okay. Then, they just taking advantage of the artist or the situation because how are you going to have a major entity, like you mentioned, E1, mm -hmm. and so forth, as a major label that some of these artists are on, right. and you cannot promote the fact that your artists are in town, free right. or paid. Right. Don't matter. Right. Now, on the other hand, when... If the R&B artists or those other artists are signed to those labels, it, it appears that more resources are appropriated to those artists. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's what it seems like to me. Because E1 is very, must be very popular because on some of the shows that I've seen on BET, when they go off, they're saying that it's distributed by E1. Right. So they have the resources. Mm -hmm. That's how they allocate it. So they may have a certain number of gospel artists on their roster, but it's like, hey, we're going to carry y'all. We're going to, you know, distribute your record and so forth. But when it comes down Enough, to, you, you know, hitting the grind, most of, most of this is on your own. Because it's yeah. hard for me to phantom that I have an artist on a label with a number one record for, for months and months at a time, and I can't even draw Mm. enough to fill up the place and when it's free people should be lined up outside the door that's true and when them guys the cast and i know this is two different things and, and i know there may be some people listening on this call that's going to come back and oh mr Hurd, you're confusing the issue whatever okay when the cast members from empire 
Mm-hmm. Two guys. Mm-hmm. Thing. And they're actors, but they're singers on that show. Mm-hmm. Came to town. All they did was come to Union Station, and they had a room at Union Station where they were going to sign CDs and sign books or whatever. You get to meet them. They had a line outside of Union Station all around the building. Mm-hmm. For a TV show. <laughs> wow. So, it's got to be the marketing technique, the branding technique, how you engage with your fan base, who your fan base are, and so forth. Because, and I was also talking to Kevin earlier too, one of those artists, I don't want to call it in because I know you're recording. Yeah. But one of those artists were actually brought into our church. Mm-hmm. A youth Sunday. Okay. Okay? All expensive pay, flying them in, first class, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. They come in, they sing three or four songs, and they say, can somebody take me to the airport? What happened? They had no engagement with of 1,500 screaming youth in the church. Wow. You did your three songs, and you said, take me to the airport because i got to make another appearance. That's totally wrong to me. Mm. So that's part of the problem right there. Pay me, let me do my three songs, put me on a plane, and let me go home. Wow. And I leave 1,500 youth standing in the church thinking that they're going to meet you after the, after the program is over, but you're gone. Right. I definitely agree with that. Um, so oh, where well, are they going to spend their money? They're going to go buy Janet Jackson records. Wow. Go ahead, Kevin. Um, I, I was going to say, well, a lot of these artists that are signed to E1 is is really signed on a, under a distribution deal. Right. And um, not as a recording artist where E1 is going to put the money up. That's one of the things. Most of them. Okay. And E1 has a very strong R&B roster, very strong R&B artist. So they spend more money into the R&B artists because they're going to get more money back off the artists. Okay. So that's one of the major things with them. But uh, Mr. Harris right about that engagement thing. Uh-huh. How can you go to a church and have 1,500 youth there and you not take 10 minutes out of your time to sit back and sign some autographs or shake some hands. Right. Um, how dare you to go up in there and then just run out the door and say, oh, I got to go now. I ain't got time for you. Mm. And with the artists that he's talking about, it, this artist to me, that I, I and I used to respect them. I, I'm, I'm, I still do uh-huh. because of the way that this artist went about establishing their fan base. Uh-huh. But when you do stuff like that, it don't look good. Right. It really, really, it don't help 
your marketing. So now what is going to happen is when that artist do come back, them 1,500 screaming kids, uh, most of them is going to remember that you just ran out that door and I couldn't even talk to you. Wow. Because they have to, people have to understand that this industry today is all about engagement. Yes. All about the, the connection that the artist has with the fan. You're right. That's what it's all about. And if that is not in play, then you can't sell tickets. You can't, you can't do this type of, you can't put people in seats for concerts. You can't sell units because no one is in touch with you. Wow. So the problem with gospel artists, they don't they don't engage with our fan base. I'm gonna say, um, let me go to Periscope. I'm gonna use Periscope as an example here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a lot of gospel artists that are on Periscope. Right. There's a lot of them. Right. I barely see them on Periscope. Right. I barely see them on it. But guess what? What's that? Kevin Hart. I could see him on there every night. Right. Three or four times a day. Yep. And when that happens, he is strengthening his fan base. Why can't gospel artists get to that? Why? I, I, I don't understand it. That's something I'm, that I don't even understand. Why don't they understand? Here it is. I look at what someone does, has done and been successful at, but... I don't do it. Why Why wouldn't you want to do something that was successful to someone else? You know, a lot of people say, well, what is good for that person might not be good for you. I'm going to tell you like this. If someone is doing something and they're successful at it, what I need to do is find out how I can use what they're using and to fit me. Mm-hmm. I got you. Because no one is doing nothing that is causing success. I, I, I haven't. I'm serious. What artists? I, I don't. I don't know. No independent, up and coming artist right to this day is doing the things that other independent artists has done that made them hit brick walls. Mm. So, um, I do think that it's a shame that gospel artists don't engage with our fan base. Um, I, I just, I know I went off left, but I really think that is a shame. Um, Tyree. Yeah. Tyree is an R&B artist. Yes, sir. Look what he did. Yeah. Look what he done. Yeah. He on the buses and rapids and He's, singing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he wanted to engage, and, and that was marketing. Yeah. Why can't gospel artists do it? If you see that had worked for Kyrie, well, let me see if that can't work for me. I need to work on getting in this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know, you know what the thing is. He in this first, I think he sold like sold out twelve. He's number one in twelve countries, and I think he sold over eighty six thousand units on his own by himself. He sold eighty one thousand units in the first week. Yeah, I know something like that. So that's what I'm saying. So. The thing is, let me do this. You just tuned in. Basic Foundation Show coming your way today, y'all. TC here with you, along with Mr. Harris. Uh, we have uh, Kevin James. Um, I want to say, is your name Mache? I want to make sure I got it right. Mache Wilson, right? That's 
That's me. All right. And uh, we got another call. I think it's 502 on the line as well. But uh, but, but I'm going to go back to the point. I'm going to go to 502. But but that's what I'm saying. I looked at Tyrese. I said, man, I said, Tyrese on the buses. He on the rappers. He out there doing his thing. He went to Target. He, he made sure Target got his stuff in. You know, you know. so he, he signed all the grass. Like you said, he, he wouldn't bother the young man to watch right there on the video and everything. You know, he said, let's go, let's go shop. But he understood the, the importance of engaging with his fans. He's so right about that, Kevin. I think that's a, an element that's missing in Very key. Yeah, an element that's missing in gospel. I mean, I'm going to 502 real quick. 502, you on there? Hey, I didn't really want to be on the air. I just wanted to be muted where I could listen to y'all great guys and learn <laughs> so great knowledge from you all. Louisville, down in Louisville, Kentucky, WLOU, WLV Radio, trying to grow up and be like a Kevin James, Henry Harris, man. And I'm sitting there taking notes with my green crayon. That's my serious crayon. Hey, that's a, that's a serious one, huh? <laughs> How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. But I think I'm agreeing with everything that was said. I kind of came in on late, but uh, I'm agreeing with everything said that I think, you know, that a lot of our audience, and, and yes, there is a uh, big difference between ministry and business, but a lot of our audience are um, forgetting that the uh, key element is the people. Mm -hmm. And they, I think that they really feel that, uh, that they're going to be successful without the people. And then once you get come back to common sense and uh, just real knowledge, you're not going to make it, as, as my good friend Kevin James always say, without a fan base. And mm -hmm. if you have a fan base and you're not loving and, and uh, communicating and engaging with your fan base, your fan base is going to leave you. Then what, what, what are you going to have then? Just a record. That's true. And let me ask you all this. I'm going to ask you all this as well. And I, there's a few shows we did a while ago that asked this question. I'm going to ask this question for the sake of the conversation that we're having this evening. Is gospel music dying? Is the music, is the music, is gospel music industry dying? I'm going to start with you, Mr. Purvis. No. You, I'm going to start with Mr. Purvis. I'm going to come to you, Kevin. Well, I would say no, because I think um, gospel music is living in well is just that uh, I think that most of, even here in the beautiful city of Louisville, Kentucky, m most of the time, and I don't know if y'all guys would agree with me, we in the gospel industry, in the gospel world, we move probably, say, five or six steps slower mm -hmm. than everybody else. Whereas it's, it's, it's not dead. It's just it's going to take a little more time for as uh, as uh, uh, Kevin James was saying earlier, even with uh, Periscope, it's a lot of artists on the independent and uh, natural. That does, they don't even use it. But then as you look at the secular world, they're using it tremendously. But we, I think we're, it's not dying. It's just that we're just moving slow. Okay. I'm going to go to Ms. Shea, I'm, and I'm going to come to Kevin. I can put Kevin on hold for a second. Uh, Ms. Wilson, what did you say about that? I know we have been on multiple calls, free calls, and I've invited people who send me emails and, and contact me on all types of social media saying, hey, when your station is up, because I'm, I'm launching at the end of August. Okay. When your station is up, could you be sure to play my music? Um, you know, asking, you know, um, can I advertise with you? But when you send them information on branding or send them information on the quality of their music, 
or just a free call where they can get more information on how to improve upon their package. They're like, oh, I'm busy. And, and I'm like, well, you know, you can have someone from your team get on, and they never do. And then they kind of stop talking, communicating with you mm. um, until they have something else they want you to put out. Because even though I'm not up yet, I still will post things on my social media. Mm -hmm. I am also building my brand, and I'm on as many of these calls as possible trying to improve myself. So I try to, you know, share that information with them, but mm -hmm. they're just not interested. Wow, that's deep. Kevin, go ahead, sir. All right, as far as whether or not the gospel music is dying, and I'm, I'm going to agree with my good friend down in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Mr. Kirby. Uh, no, it's not It's not dying, and he's right. Gospel is just five steps behind, but they have to catch up. They, they're going to have to catch up because they're losing, as far as revenue, they're losing in that mm -hmm. the biggest part of the whole industry. They're losing in the revenue part. Uh, where they, they're losing a lot of respect also from the rest of the industry. Mm. And they need that respect so that they can be, we can be on TV at the Grammys. We can get a slot on. Because gospel music is huge. Gospel music should have a slot on the Grammys on TV. Mm -hmm. That's, have it. that's true. Uh, but then that they are not respected, they don't have that. And so I do think that um, Purvis was right. They're five steps behind, but they're going to have to hurry up and take some giant steps, and they need to catch up because they are allowing this industry to go too far. And guess what? That fan base that they had, that, as they said, already made fan base, that fan base, is also going five steps ahead of the music itself. And when that happens, that means that the fans have left the music. Hmm. Okay. They have left it. So they're going to have to really catch up. It's time now for the bring in some new blood. It's time for, for some new artists to come up. It's, 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 it's got to change. So that five steps that they're behind they need to take some giant ones and catch up. Okay. Mr. Harris, what you got to say about that? I think that the, um, uh, you know, it's very, it's very difficult. And I was thinking even Brother Purvis has joined us on the call as well. I, I look at it as, as the gospel music industry is sort of like being in the wilderness. Okay. Because, Every it, it 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 seems like every time you pose an issue or a question, people have the tendency to intertwine the answer. Okay. Mm -hmm. If I ask you a question about ministry, mm -hmm. then I expect a ministry answer. Right. If I ask you a question about business, then I I expect a business answer. Right. To ask the question I asked today, and here's why the gospel industry gets so sluggish and so intertwined because people, you got people who maybe they they do 
certain things in the industry, but they're really not thinking of the industry as an industry. They're really there for ministry, and that's okay mm-hmm. because that's what they're supposed to do. Because many are called, but few are chosen. Yes, sir. Okay? Yes, sir. If he doesn't, if he don't call you and give you the message, then you're not supposed to go forward. That is the key. So if I ask a question about how to lead somebody to salvation, then give me that answer. But if I ask you how, what should I price my tickets at in order to get more people into the seat, I don't need you coming in there saying uh, um, what you need to do is to turn your plate over. You're going to fill those seats. You follow what I'm saying? Yes, sir. That's where we have the problem with the industry. You got to look at what the question is that we pose. When you put the question up, you should be able to give an intelligent answer that's going to move the business forward. And that's why we can't move forward in the gospel industry because the ministry is too entwined with the business. Because when you ask questions like this, you get answers like, the church is full of homosexuals and all the homosexuals <laughs> need to be taken out of the car and feathered. That's what I got today. Wow. What did that have to do with the question I posed? Right. I don't care about who's running the administration of the church because I didn't say anything about the church. I said, what would it take to fill a venue with 46,000 seats? Right. Now, if that's, see, that's, that's what's wrong with the industry. And that's what has to go forward when we go to these conferences and when we go to these conventions and so forth. You're going to have to, okay, you can have your workshop choirs, you can learn the songs, you can do all of that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you've got to have a discussion about why is it that so many of your announcers in the announcers guild are losing their jobs? Mm. That's wow. the ministry answer. Wow, that's not a ministry, as you're right. That's where the industry is, and in order, until we separate the two, separate, learn like the word says, separate the wheat from the tear. Mm-hmm. Until we can separate this, the industry is always going to be like it is because you know those folks on the other side. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they are perfect people or they're better people than us, but what they do. Is what they do. Business. Drink, smoke, party, crank out music, do shows, whatever, go to sleep, wake up, get up and do the same thing over again, continue to make money, because that's how they want to run their industry. But they but they doing their business though, and that's the thing about it, because they understand they're also it. Yeah. Doing their business. Yeah. I I am of the opinion mm-hmm. that we can be good stewards of our business as well. That's why churches have trustees. Right. Because if they didn't, what they would do, what they could do then is allow the people in the balcony to count the money. Hmm. Hmm. That's good stuff. So, uh, that's what I got to say on that. All right, that's good stuff. We just tuned in, of course, got a good basic foundation going forth this evening. Uh, if anybody want to call in, of course, and the number to call is 712-432-0075. Again, that's 712-432-0075. Access code is 885-995. Again, that's 
1-800-889-9595. Great discussion this evening. I got two more callers in as well, and I'm going to get them on, and then we're going to carry on as well. Uh, 240, going to get you on. 240, do you want to say anything? Or you just listening? I'm just listening. Uh, right. Who, who, who are we speaking with this evening? This is Anthony Slayton, and we're at, we're at Field Coast Studio. We're just listening. All right, sir. How you doing this evening, Anthony? Thanks for listening, man. We're doing good. I'm, I'm, I'm just down there. I kind of caught the conversation kind of late because I was trying to figure out what y'all was, uh, the whole discussion. No problem. We actually, I don't know if you saw the post that Mr. Harris put out earlier, but uh, we was asking the question about why, uh, you know, in the gospel ministry, you know, Taylor Swift came in and she had filled in uh, 46,000 oh, plus. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw, the, saw Henry post that earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a great point. I, I did say it. Did you want to make any comments on it while we out here? Uh, I, I read some of the comments uh, that people posted. I kind of agree with it. Uh, um, I think that um, someone said something about if, if Kurt would would do the same thing, we still probably get the same small crowds and small support. I, I just think the gospel industry is just tough now. Mm. I think it's tough. Okay. No problem, sir. Well, I'm going to meet you back out, sir. Thank you for listening. If you want to chime in, just hit star six, okay? Okay, thanks. All right. And I'm going to 704. 704, you on the air. This is Brother Reggie. What's up, sir? Hey, 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 hey. Uh, um, I think I, I caught a little end of what you was asking about the um, the industry, man. Um, I don't think as long as I've been in the industry, or the gospel music side of it, I never seen a concert with one artist that packed it, unless it was at the church. Um, church arenas always pack it out, and I'm thinking that, and I might be wrong. I think that a lot of when you're dealing with Christian artists, certain of them are charging too much money. Majority of the time. Um, when you have concerts from three or four or five different major artists on it, I, I, I think it's coming from a lot of sponsorship or the church is putting up the money for these artists. Or if you go anywhere else, you see it outside somewhere, majority of the time or some of the time, it's the radio station that's sponsoring it. But again, I never, ever seen one gospel artist pack an arena, but I see them do it at the church. Mm. And that's a good question, too. I guess somebody would have put should ask out there why is it that the gospel artists can pack the church but can't pack nowhere outside of the church. So um I didn't see why Henry Post, I'm gonna go check it out now, but to mm-hmm. see some of the feedbacks he had, but yeah. I, I, that, that 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 was a good question man and I don't know the answer to it. I don't know why it's like that. You know, um we do um Joy Fest, mm-hmm. the one we just had a couple of days ago in Virginia. It was 8,000 seats. We packed it out. But we had uh, Fred, Ty, um, uh, Tamil Man, David Man. But that was in an amusement park. You know, so you, you pay $40, $50. You get a gospel concert and an amusement park. The same thing when we had Joy Fest and Charlotte, 15,000 seats. We packed it. But I don't think there will ever be a time, or if there has ever be, been a time, when one artist can draw 46,000 people. So I don't think that's happening, man. But on the second side, it's no problem. I mean, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, they don't need everybody else to pack the arenas. And why is that? I have no idea. So um, <laughs> that's just my opinion on it. I'm just sitting back, man, just to you guys today, man. I'm relaxing and just checking y'all out. 
All right, that's good stuff, man. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Kevin. You know, one thing, one thing uh, about that whole thing that at one time, like I said, this is when the record labels was functioning. Record labels made sure that a brand was built mm-hmm. around the artist. Mm-hmm. And, and and when Kirk first came out, when Kirk first came out, Kirk could pack uh, 10,000, 12,000-seat venue. Mm-hmm. Just Kirk could. Right. Uh, but it was a, a, a brand that was built around Kirk from the label. Right. He had a label that was behind him, and they built that brand, and they marketed that brand. Today's artists do not market. They don't market themselves. They Their brand is really not there. Um, a lady made a comment on the <coughs> post that Mr. Harris put up, and I, th- I, th- I thought it was a great comment. Mm-hmm. She was like, well, the audience, the gospel audience right now is older uh, is an older audience, and that's true. Yeah, and they're not going to—they're not buying into the music. They're not buying into it. The younger people are the people that the gospel music industry is going to have to start trying to sell to, and they can't do it right now with the style of music that they have out. Right. The style of music that is out right now is not going to draw the younger audience in. Yeah, I have to agree. It's, it's not drawing them in. Yeah, I have to agree. I have to agree with that because there's a lot of slow gospel music coming out now. A lot of, you know, and Praise Worship, there's nothing wrong with that. But, yeah, I know back in the 90s, when Kirk came out, man, I mean, he came out, you know, you know, while we seen, but then after that, you know, he, he did something that was very familiar to a lot of the people, and, it got, and the marketing strategy of that was very key when he changed the music. Great. Yeah, and the thing. Fred the same way. Yeah, Fred, Fred the same way. Yeah, Fred can back out too, and that's what I'm saying. I think basically, again, I think it boils down to education once again. It goes back to what I was saying before about being educated about the industry, but actually, it's not that the education is not out there or it's not being presented, but I think they're not taking time to take heed to it. They want to hear it from a Fred Hammer or Kirk Franklin or somebody that's prominent, I think. And I think that's the reason why they're not they're not growing. I don't know. I mean, you guys can tell me. The thing with Kirk, though. CC, I wanted to. You you finished, Kevin? Yes, yes, go ahead, Mr. No, I I just wanted to say, in defense of of the post that was posted on Facebook today, Uh I mean, all day long, it was, you know, nothing but traffic. Maybe maybe I posted on too many different locations. Maybe I should have had it all centralized. But Uh we did get some great responses and some great solutions, okay, mm-hmm. that will take, you could probably take those uh, responses, uh, like Kevin mentioned about the, uh, the age of the audience. Right. Uh, you know, gospel being more relatable to mature audience, whereas the person that I was speaking of was more relatable to uh, the young adult up to 30, I think she said, and that was a good response. And then we got some other responses, like where uh, this one artist had said that a lot of times, you know, the music, uh, the difference between gospel music, you can hear it, you can go to 100 churches and hear right. 
uh, the top songs all the time, either being sung by the choirs in the churches or somebody else in the churches, whereas the R&B music, it, uh, not, most of the time, if you want to hear those songs, It'd be in one location. You're mm-hmm. going to either have to go to the paid concert or yeah. the person that's going to deliver the song. So they don't always have access to those live, I mean, to actually hearing that music. Right. So it makes a difference from being. So I remember at one time when um, the lady that runs Central South, I think her name Vicky. Yeah, Vicky Lots of Lake. Yeah. Uh-huh. organization that was trying to license all of the music in the churches. And that way, it would have stopped churches from performing um, music unless they actually had the license. Right. So, in a sense, you'd probably go either go back to hymns and not be singing the latest songs on the radio and so forth, or you're going to have to secure a license. But then, Mr. Robert Person put up a link, and it talks about the seven, uh, the Taylor Swift seven marketing lessons. And I think that was an important key to the puzzle right there because I was asking the <laughs> question about this particular artist and did not know that the marketing company that was her marketing company actually put up the seven marketing lessons that she used in order to be successful. Right. I wanted to make, did you see that? I wanted to make sure mm-hmm. that we get that in. Yeah. And, you know, if I can mention them, I won't go in depth about each one of them, but I wanted to at least for the benefit of your audience and for the benefit of the people who are going to play this recording back that we did not post the link, I wanted to see if we could just mention those seven those seven marketing lessons that she used. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we've said already. I know Kevin said a lot of that stuff too, but go ahead. No problem. Okay. Well, number one, she they were saying that you have to be relatable. Mm-hmm. Okay? You've mm-hmm. got to be relatable. Mm-hmm. You can't just post something and not engage with your fan. And Kevin James says it all the time. Sure does. Okay? And most of these things he he put he says all the time, but mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, Kevin, you know, he gets to chewing that gun and everything. <laughs> 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 he may not be able to put it out <laughs> in a certain way, but... Number one, it says be relatable. Uh, number two, and I'm going to start using these myself. It says, number two, give give them a reason to follow you on social media. Why should somebody follow you? Just to follow you? Just to collect followers? You can buy followers if you want to. You know what I mean? You can get a service and pay a few dollars and get 10, 15,000 followers. But you got to give people a reason to follow you on social media. Number three, they said... Reward fan loyalty. If your fans are loyal to you, you should reward them. And they talked about how she brought eight or nine, ten fans to the various houses where she lived and made and baked cookies for them. You understand what's going on here? She was engaging with that fan base. Yes, sir. Number four, it says make sure your communication is a two-way street. Mm. Don't always allow the artist, I mean, no, not allow the artist, but the artist should not always be talking at their fans, Good. never listening to their fans, or never communicating. <coughs> two-way conversation. Number five, build solid brand partnerships. 
Kevin, you know, he jumps up and down about that all the time. You got to build a brand. And these are the things that they use, and this is what he's been saying all along, but we just yeah. didn't get it. So now that we got it in black and white, maybe it'll make a difference. Number six, it says make the product launch a true event. Wow. Make the product launch a true event. We talk about this all the time. Yes, sir. Artists going to have a CD release, and they got seven or eight artists on the CD release with them. It ain't about them. Right. It's supposed to be a true release about you, the artist. Wow. Number six, and the, I mean number seven, which is the last one, it says keep your brand story consistent. Consistency. Stay consistent to your brand. And that's it. That's the formula they use right there. So it took all day long for Robert Person put the link up and said, Hey, I'm not gonna give you a sermon, but here's you know, check this out. So I went to the link and it was the company that was her marketing company gave the seven steps that they used. So there you go. <laughs> all day long it was a question of homosexual, black and white, rich versus poor. Yeah. I mean, you name it, TC. It was all in those comments. Well, some of the issues need to be addressed, I think, too, um, as well. I think that they're important, but, yeah, that wasn't the context of the question that you asked they as well. They are important, but I didn't ask yeah, about Yeah, right, right, right. I didn't ask whether or not they were uh, those type of people out at that event. It probably were. Right. But that's the point. I was asking how did they market it and fill those seats. <laughs> so now I got a blueprint that I can look at and study from time to time, even though I'm not an artist, but it will surely help me to educate the artist the next time we have some ECMA class. Yeah, that's good stuff. I think that was excellent that you put it out there. And uh, I think that, uh, again, like you said, hey, we talk about this all the time, and I think in all the shows we didn't have, a lot of those steps that you mentioned that, you know, we, we already had kind of touched on, either tackled them and everything and knocked them out and knocked down, dragged out them as well. But, you know, it's for the artist to actually, you know, grasp the knowledge and go ahead and apply it. The bigger, the simplicity, the yeah, the simplicity of anything is, is application and execution. So I think that that's that's the key. What you, what you guys say? Well, I'm going to let somebody else talk, but Kevin, go ahead. I'm going to let you go ahead. I'm going to yeah, ask um, too. The, the, the huge problem with that, like you were saying, that we touch on all of them bases. We have touched all of them bases if once or probably how many times have we touched them bases. Yeah. Um, so now I'm going to jump on the artist. Okay. So you're not listening to what we're saying mm. because the artists don't want to hear them type of things. That's not what they want to hear. Mm. What they want to hear is, listen, how can I get my music on radio? Can you get me on radio? Uh, can you get me in that church to sing? That's what they want to know about. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. Purvis said it just a few minutes ago. When that music dies, what do you have? Uh, one hit wonder. Right, right. So we, we talk about the things that, the same things that Taylor Swift marketing company used. Just imagine, we was giving the artists the same formula, but the artists did not listen and act on it. 
They didn't act on it. I've been doing this for so many years, and for Lord knows, let's just put a small number on it. For the last seven or eight years, I've been saying the same exact thing. Never changed my story. Right. Never, 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 never changed the story. Right. It's been the same story ever since I've been doing it. But they haven't listened. So any artists that are on the call right now, I hope that their ear will they take them earplugs out, take the earplugs out and stop listening. I know that's right. You have to chasing after stuff that is not gonna do you any good. You better chase after something that is gonna make you a established artist. And they're not doing it. That's a huge problem. They have to stop listening. Wow, that's good stuff. Ms. Wilson, would you like to say something about that? Well, definitely. Um, I know one of the seven points was consistency in marketing and branding. Mm -hmm. And I did. I have noticed that some of the artists have come to me um, and, you know, was like, well, could you, could you help me promote my single? And I'm like, well, where are you releasing it? Where can they find it? And a lot of them was, will say, well, um, well, I, I have I have a, I, um, an album coming out, and I have maybe 13 songs, and I have some on Media Fire, some on Reverb Nation. Like they're not consistent with where they put their music. Some on Noise Trade, mm. and if if people cannot find um, all of your music in one place, they're not going to be interested. It shouldn't be hard for listeners or consumers to find the music that you want them to hear. Wow. You said a mouthful right there on that one right there because I think that is true. One yeah. more thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah but I'm going to throw out one more thing. All right, go, go ahead. And I'm going to let her finish. No shade to nobody, mm -hmm. but in the seven steps, marketing steps that they mentioned, not once, not once, and this is no shade to no one, and I ain't telling y'all to quit, but not once did you hear what? What you didn't hear that they didn't do. Radio. You didn't hear anything about radio. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Move on. <laughs> uh, you think that you want to say, Ms. Wilson? Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just agreeing. That's my mentor, so. Okay, all right. Mr. From the best. I know, that's right. Mr. Purvis, I know you got a lot to say, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir? Yeah, yeah come on. You got anything to say on it, man? We, we, we touched on the, the marketing strategies, man. Talk to me. Man, I, I, I was, man, I was like, uh, and I'm glad Henry uh, reposted because I was like all up into trying to find out to uh, look at the seven steps because, you know, and, and I think that's the beautiful thing, too, that we could take what she said and not only use it as independent artists are artists using it, but we can even use it in branding our radio stations yes, and yes, all sir. that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think I think what, what the biggest issue, and I'm going to take some words from Kevin James, I don't want anybody to get upset at me mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest issue, Henry, and I think you would agree with me, most of our independent artists are lazy. Mm. Well, these seven steps, they're not going to do them. Mm. Because no, that's not. like work. <laughs> and, and really, as... Uh, uh, I'm kind of looking at Kevin again. Uh, they want to give their music to us as the radio stations and internet stations, and they want us to make them uh, hit this great level, but they don't want to do no work. Then what? how? Then you you know, if you ain't gonna work your project, why should I work your project? 
I agree. I agree too. Thanks, Henry. We agree. We agree, Henry. It's one thing to open the, <laughs> to open the door to radio mm -hmm. and television, but it's up to the artist to market it. Mm. I mean, no one person is the all-around person. That's true. That's true. Okay, so if if I get you in the door, if I say, okay, <coughs> we get you played on TCWGOS up mm. in Cleveland or whatever, and you're the hottest thing on his playlist in Cleveland, but God dog it, you should be marketing and branding yourself in Cleveland. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Or Louisville, it doesn't, or wherever, because it's it's. This one thing is here again, and I know Miss Wilson's still on the call, but here again, she had two of the chart talkers at her first night event that was free. Right. It didn't come out. Wow. And that's all you hear on a certain radio station over and over and over again. Well, mm. somebody did not do the advanced prep work or whatever to let all of the I mean you could have she could have went to her Facebook page fan page on Facebook and did the analytics Ooh. and found out all of her fans that were in the Washington DC metropolitan area. Right, right. That's right. That's right. And sent them a message. That's right. That's right. I got a lot to say I about that. Major artists on Twitter with two hundred thousand followers. You know what they say? Hey, I'm in your city today. Yep. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're in my city today, but how many would you invite to come out and have a meet and greet with you at no additional cost? After the, that's I right. watched Bell Bib DeVoe, Bell Bib DeVoe, preaching here when you preaching. On, uh, <laughs> on that show that comes on after Bobby Jones or whatever. Uh -huh. uh, okay, Lift every war. Or whatever, and they uh -huh. said, look, they are not they are not relevant on the radio today, uh -huh. but. They believe in the 360 principles, which means that when they go and they do their concerts and so forth, it's about selling tickets, merchandising, and fan engagement with them. Right. Because if if their fans are able to scrape up enough dollars together and get a VIP pass or access to their concert, then they're going to make sure that it's an enjoyable evening for them. Mm. And they're not even on the radio, but they're selling out their venues. They sell out their venues, yeah. They built their fan base too. That's good. Let me go ahead. It's in the market. Yes, sir. It's in the marketing. Uh, brother Reggie, uh, brother, uh, hold on. Uh, give me a real quick. Uh, give, me, give me one second, so I'm gonna let brother Reggie. He had a question, and and I and I come right back to you. Go ahead, brother Reggie. No, I didn't really have a question, man. Well, it is a question, so I guess we 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 be on these calls, man, for five, six years. They are so many different conference calls. Uh, a lot of us who are station owners um, or in the industry, we post stuff on Facebook, Twitter, all that social media, <coughs> websites, man, and we post links, like Henry does it all the time, of giving education. But still, at the end of the day, when it comes down to workshops or conferences and stuff, the artists still don't show up, but they be at these, at the showcases. So what is it, and I might be going off track a little bit, what is it can we do to get all of these independent artists to show up at the conference that they usually have before the showcases? And not only that, I get uh, phone calls all the time, I'm quite sure you guys do too, from people who say, I was on the call with y'all last night, 
And I got a question I want to ask. And my thing is, why didn't you ask it on the call? Right, I'm right. Quite sure we have a lot of artists that's on the call right now who don't ask questions at all. And I don't understand why is it that artists don't ask questions when we on these conference calls. Not only this one, but all the other conference calls. Artists do not ask questions at all. But at the end of the day, they want to call me. They want to call Kevin. They want to call Henry. They want to call Roger. They want to call TC and ask questions. But mm -hmm. what is it can we that we can do to get people to come out to Henry Harris events to get educated, to come out to the VIP conference, to the workshop, to the conference, to, to this to people on the panel. What can we do to drag them in? Because at the end of the day, everybody just wants to sing and perform. Right. Well, that's the thing is, and I think it's a respected person issue. If you're not somebody that's really major, Reggie, that basically they say, okay, just like, just like we just said, prime example, we put a, the Taylor Swift, put out the, the seven steps for the, for the management, but we've been saying it all these calls for all these years. So sometimes it's respect to the persons, man. And the thing is, you can't you can't make nobody do nothing they don't want to do. That's the bottom line. Exactly. All we can do is make it available to them. All we can do is say, you know, keep on doing Because the thing is, sometimes it's just like a great leader. What, 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 what does a great leader do? They work themselves out of a job. That's what a great leader does. And I think basically what's happened now is that they don't understand the concept of, of business. That's the whole thing about it. It goes back to business, educating yourself about business. Once you can educate yourself about the business aspect of it, all the stuff will fall in line. And like I said, all the key steps that, that those things go in is all about business. There's nothing there about ministry. There's nothing there about none of that stuff because the bottom line is that there's still the business. I don't care how much. Like I said, you could be anointed to the top of the roof. Ministry is business, business is ministry. When you look at churches, churches have got to survive off the donations that they get in order for them to go to, you know what I'm saying, to pay the light bills, to their staff and things like that. So we look, we got to look at the concept that all this is business. But I got I just got a I just got a real quick, Roger. I got an inbox message and this person said that we always talk about branding and marketing. But there are some artists who are new artists in the industry who don't brand and market themselves and a lot of people know who they are. Why is that? And she gave names, she said K C J and she said Charles Jenkins. Those are them Charles Jenkins came out with awesome. He, he wasn't marketing. He wasn't on social media. Nobody knew he was, but he became a hit and a big time person. Why is that? And how is that happening? Because the thing is, I, I, I can answer that. Let me let me let, let me answer that. Let me answer. Let me answer that real quick. Let me let me touch on that real quick because when Charles just came, he came out with Kent Jones on there before, so he always known when he had that song with Kent Jones. Uh, a lot of the other cats out there, a lot of I forgot who else was on that cut before that. They knew who he was from that cut. So therefore, when he had no people on this stuff. He was, he was known already. A lot of people don't know that. Probably a lot of people don't know that because they probably didn't follow it from an independent standpoint. But he was out there, and a lot of people do know about him. And that's the reason why the also came out, and that's the reason why that's they know him from that, from that song right there. But but uh, go ahead. Who's who's about to say something? I know. Hold on. Let me get Brad. Mr. Perry, you want to say something? About to say something real quick. Right. But let me let me let me get let me get, let me, let me get Brad no, first. Let Henry speak. Henry. Okay. 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 I just want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Go ahead. Go ahead.
they mentioned an artist that what about this artist that's well known and, and, and not a brand name and so forth, but y'all brought this particular artist in and they did not draw the people out. Can you repeat that one uh, night that you talked about? Definitely. Well, on um, Thursday evening we had Youth Fest at my church and KCJ and Prashia Hilliard were um, the artists that were there. And of course, Prashia Hilliard, she sang, but she also preached. But KCJ is an, a well-known name, but as we were talking, I went to her Instagram and a few of her pages, and I know that I guess she relied on the church mm -hmm. promoting it. You know, we had um, commercials and uh, different posts and everything, but as I look at her, at her Instagram, I didn't see anything. And I know that when I posted it, I tagged her in my post. But when I looked at her Instagram, she did not promote it. And I'm not sure if it's because it was a pre-event. Um, I know that she was compensated. I don't know how much. I don't deal with that portion of it. But um, she said she didn't draw the people out. She didn't draw the people? The people okay, weren't really... You can be a chart topper but and not really be a well-known name, a brand. And tell them to call in, too. Tell them to call in. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It also it takes work as well, you know, just like um, you were saying, like sometimes you need to let people know that you're coming to their city and that you um, invite them out. But if you don't do that, then you're not going to pull the number. Miss uh, Wilson, let me ask you a question. What state are you in? Maryland. Okay. And she goes to a huge church. Yeah. Uh, she goes to Bishop Joe's People's Church. Oh, that's my coach. Uh, I used to go there too, Jericho. That's your coach, well, brother. That's, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's that's the whole point. See, the person that sent that message said, "Well, this person is a well-known brand, and that person is a well-known brand." But outside of the gospel industry, Charles Jenkins ain't is not a household brand. Right. Exactly. I don't care. No, how Bishop Charles Jenkins under Charles. He's under Charles, Charles Hayes back in Chicago. No, I'm yeah. saying Charles Jenkins. She said Hayes or Jenkins? Jenkins. Charles Jenkins is under Charles Bishop Hayes. Yeah, he's under Bishop Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't care how much he dressed up as a soldier. It's <laughs> yeah, not a household name. Right. No, he's not. Song is a powerful song, and they're playing it all over the radio. But if I were to ask your average, you know, gospel. They wouldn't know who made the record. They wouldn't know who he was. Who is that? Right. And then if you right. say, oh, they sing the song, amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that song, but that's all they know them by is right. that song. That's what I'm saying. You know, let's talk gospel last week. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kevin. I'm going to go to something that I said earlier. Um, I, I was talking about um, a record um, being played. You're allowing the music to sell you. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a one-hit wonder. And this is how one-hit wonders are developed. They are developed because the music has sold the artist. No one really knew the artist. They just know this hit song, but they don't know the artist. Mm -hmm. So that means when this artist comes out with another song, no one knows that that artist is the artist that made this particular hit song. And that's where you get one hit wonders from. Mm. It comes from, you remember something that I say all the time, <coughs> music do not sell music. Right, that's true. I say it all the time. You did say that, yeah. That's what happened. And mm. that's happened with, I can name 
three or four artists right now who have had number one hits, and they are not known. Wow. Music don't sell music. Wow, that's good but stuff. Brands do. Brands sell product. <laughs> that's good stuff. Wow. I want to go to, uh, let me see, uh, did Anthony Slayton want to say something? I know you're listening. Anthony, do you have any questions or concerns? I know your wife is an artist. I think you guys have a group out as well. Do you have any questions or concerns? Oh, they, they're just listening. Okay, well, we just tuned in, of course. Basic Foundation going forth this evening. Talk about a lot of things this evening. I think there's a lot of things we're getting out there. I think that artists do need to hear. And don't be scared. Artists, call in. The number to call is 712-432-0075. Access code is 885-995. Again, 712-432-0075. Access code is 885-995. So I guess my question is, where do we go from here? We got, we got the information out there. We got the seven steps out there. Are the artists going to take heed to what the information that's being provided? No. Wow. Something I want to say about that. Okay. Um, something that Purpose was saying that, hey, yo, are they going to do it? No, they're not because I, I don't want to use the same word he used, but I'm going to use it. I didn't say it. Purpose said it. <laughs> they are lazy. And this is something else that I always say. I'm not going to say lazy, but these artists that are coming up has jobs, nine-to-five jobs. They have families and, and husbands that they have to cook for and, and all of this other stuff in their life that they can't do the things that it's going to take that is going to make them successful. Mm. They, and this is why when I get on some calls, I always tell the artist, guess what? I can give you the road map, but I can't drive. You can't drive the car. Right. You cannot drive the car. I can give you the road map, but you're going to need me to drive the car. Mm. So my advice to the up-and-coming artist who, who is really trying to be successful at this, they need to hire someone who can drive the car for them. Wow. Wow. So, or there's no way I haven't seen a successful up-and-coming artist yet. I mean, I haven't seen it. That's just I haven't seen it. Well, well, let me ask this: Is that due to the artist development missing? Well, I, I, the artist development has to be there, but even with artist development, if they don't have someone who can take them in and out of this industry who knows the music industry. I'm talking about knows the music industry, know how to sell to the consumers. See, that's another thing that's the problem. The problem is artists don't know about research. That's why labels were so successful. Yeah, sure. Because of research. Artists you don't know, do research on their market. And you know what? another thing, man, I tell I'm gonna cut you off here, but another thing I tell a lot of artists too when I speak to them. Like Kevin say, do research. Find yourself a mentor. A mentor to me is somebody who believes in your music and wants to help you go to the next level and y'all can work together. Mm-hmm. If you find a mentor who believes in your music, y'all can work together, it will save you a whole lot of money, a whole lot of time, or a whole lot of headaches. So that's that's the thing that a lot of these artists need to get. I mean, I met an artist um, 
couple of days ago, and her, her manager is her husband, and, and I shared this before with another artist, and he don't even know how to send out MP3s. That's not the right person to be on your team. Right, so, um, right. You got to get somebody, you know, and she don't even have, she don't have Twitter, she don't have, she was like, well, I don't like Twitter. You better get to liking it, or you got to pay somebody $800 a month who love it. So if you, if you find you a mentor, then they will help you with the Twitter thing and how to get started. Um, like I told this artist the other day, he just got on Twitter, he don't know how to use it, but he got four children. Let your children on your t Twitter page for you. I bet you they know how to do it. Right. Save yourself some money. So the thing in this industry, all artists, find yourself a mentor, somebody who knows the industry and who believes in your music. You send them your music, they criticize you, say it's not mixed right, it's not mastered right. Don't get upset at them. We're just trying to help you. Mm -hmm. But I got, so can I kind of chime in there? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay, now, now check this out, Reggie and Kevin. Okay, I go back to my uh, original statement, and I stand on it. They're lazy. Because, yeah. check this out, I hire, just as uh, uh, the young lady was talking about earlier, and we're not picking on that artist, she, she had all that. She had, uh, you know, the marketing team. She had uh, uh, the radio promoter doing all that. But then you get out there, nobody knows you. Why? Because you're not doing any work. You're not doing right. anything. You're lazy. That's it. I'm not saying to her, but I'm just saying. That you as an artist, yeah, all those things that Kevin mentioned, all those things that Reggie mentioned, yeah, you get all that, but it's still some work you got to do. Exactly. Exactly. You're right, Purvis. You know, the artist that we're talking about didn't do it. So. You know, one thing about the, the Joy Fest concerts that we had in Charlotte and one we just had at King's Dominion, every artist that performed was on all their social media and promoted it. Mm. Every artist from, from David, man, everybody promoted it on the social media. I even told David, uh, I'm glad you're using Periscope. He said he knew nothing about it. Now he's getting involved with Periscope. And I told David, man, that, and he started to use it everywhere he goes. So See? you get... And, and I tell this for people on the independence level. You know, I do concerts all the time. Yeah. And some of these artists don't even want to promote where they're going to be. So I had to get hard on them, not trying to be mean, but I just had to be me. Look, y'all, in the email, it said, if you do not promote or show, share a flyer that you're going to be on this concert, don't expect to sing. Wow. So that's my motto for these new artists. Don't expect for me to promote it all day long and nobody show up, you're going to say it's my fault. Right, that's true. That's right. Because that's building the fan base. That's exactly right. Go ahead. And another thing about when artists, if artists are listening in, uh, when you're promoting something, uh, it, it's good when people know who you are. So, so, so before you get to the promoting part, do the marketing part by putting yourself out there engaging like the, one of them seven steps was. You have to engage with people so people can know who you are. They can get attached to you. They can trust you. They can like you. And then when they see your face on that flyer that you're going to be in that city, they're going to come. Mm -hmm. So, so, so it's, it's a process that these artists have to do before they can even get to putting people in the seats. First thing you got to do is build a brand around yourself. Mm -hmm. Then you have to engage with your fan base. Then you got to promote yourself. Then you can get people to get into your concerts. So it's a process. They're not going through the process. Hey, but they're I tell you one thing. If, they, if they're saying anything, the artists open up for a big time headline, they promote like crazy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that don't work. It don't work. 
<laughs> wow. Wow. I've heard from Mr. Harris. Mr. Harris, what you got to say about that, man? No, I'm learning. I'm sitting back listening and learning because, you know, I'm still fired up from early. I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, this, this is what we got to do, man. We got to create the dialogue. And, and you're absolutely right. Artists are lazy. Want somebody to do it for them. But here again, that comes with a cost. Yeah, it does. You don't mind doing it. But it's got to come with a call. Yeah. You can't call us up after this call and say, well, what about this and what about that? That's true. Listen That's back. Well, I mean, because if we give you a shortcut to something, then it should be back. It should be worth something to you. That's the key. I think that's what's happening. I think that by them getting the, the information free sometimes, they don't value I know anything that I learned, anything that I, I earned, I'm going to appreciate it. And yeah, I think it's a difference when you have to pay for something. It's just like when you buy something, you're uh -huh. gonna just buy it and let it set, you're gonna use it. Right. But if somebody give you something toaster or whatever as a gift, you say, Oh well, I'll use it whenever whenever. Uh -huh. But you know, it just makes a difference. And I think that um I'm in agreement with them, artists are lazy and but we cannot what we have to do as professionals in this industry is just separate those ones who are lazy from the ones who are willing to roll up their sleeves and do the work. Wow, because, that's good. Uh, you know, Nehemiah, he didn't worry about, you know, the naysayers and the ones that were lazy. He got up there and rolled up his sleeves and went to work and rebuilt that wall. He sure did. That's what we're going to have to do in order to keep this industry viable. Preach Whether reverend. we like it or not, we got to roll up our sleeves and help. And I know a lot of times we talk about breaking artists and breaking artists, but who do you really want to break? Uh-oh. Do you really want to break somebody that's lazy? Uh-oh. And get them there so that they can just walk away and forget about you? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Because if the truth be told, we done helped a lot of artists. That's true. Who have walked away and forgot about it. That's true. No doubt. I have the group journal. don't know what paying it forward is. <laughs> That's true. I yeah, have the well, group I know I've helped a lot of them, but they just, you know, they are, you know, well, I guess they say I'm too rough. I say it too rough. Well, sometimes you need to tell Yeah. Don't always be me. I'm never going to change. So if you don't get it, I'm sorry. But don't take it hard. Don't take it hard. Just accept what I say. Just take what I say and kind of use it. Um, I don't mean to be hard, but is that a disclaimer, Kevin? He said that disclaimer. Yes, sir. I gave everybody the heads up. I told all the gospel people get Periscope and get on there and sure did. before all these other people get on there. Sure did. Oh, I don't know what that is. I'm scared of that. I don't like that. Now they're breaking the doors down, but they don't know what to do with it. Use it. Don't know how to use it. I don't know what to do with it. No. I got to get like Kevin James, though. He done gave a name for his. Is, what is Kevin Scope? <laughs> Kevin Scope. Kevin Scope, huh? Kevin Scope. And then you got the Bell Report. She has the Bella Scope. The Bella Scope. And so I guess I'll call mine Up Scope and Down Scope. <laughs> get up for the Down Scope. <laughs> hey, Henry. Yes, sir. Is Kevin going to attach his disclaimer to his uh, scope? I don't know. No, nah, I know. He goes, see. Kevin yeah, no, Kevin's good. I don't think so. No, he uses it too much. He be sitting out on the, on the back deck. Man. Yeah. 
and drinking Mai Tais. And- <laughs> <laughs> Kevin J, this is my friend, y'all. You just tuned in, y'all. Basic Friday Show going forth this evening, man. Had a, had a great time this evening. Uh, I'm going to get out of the way for the evening, though. I think we talked about a great deal of things this evening that some people to chew on and, and try to go ahead and digest it as well. I think it was awesome, and uh, I want to thank you for all the new callers that come in. Uh, Miss Wilson, thank you for calling in this evening. Thank you for having me. All right, and uh, I'm going to start with you. Tell us about your radio station, stuff like that. We can go around. What we do is we go around at the end of the show and let everybody know where they're from, what they're doing, and everything. So tell us about what you're doing. Okay, well, I'm the CEO and founder of Kingdom Crunk Radio, and it's slated to launch at the end of August this year. And my social media on Twitter is Kingdom Crunk, as K-I-N-G-D-O-M-C-R-U-N-K-E-D on Twitter. Um, on Instagram is Kingdom Crunk Radio. Um, Facebook page will be released soon. And the, uh, the station website is also being worked on currently. All right, good stuff. And we'll feature uh, Christian hip uh, mainly Christian rhythm and praise, and we'll add in a little bit of Christian hip hop. Just for the like to kind of target a younger audience. Mm-hmm. But all are welcome. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, no problem at all. Mr. Purvis, let us know what you got going on down there in Louisville. All right, thank you there, sir. I'm uh, the music director of WLOU Radio, uh, WLOU and WLLV Radio here in Louisville, Kentucky. I also run the uh, BAP Ministry radio program that we're on an hour uh, on both stations during uh, the weekend. And then uh, I have a lot of BAP shows that are on different uh, Internet shows. Then I have my own very little, Henry, the keyword is very little, uh, Internet radio station, BAPMinistryRadio.com. And uh, we just try to keep uh, everything busy as we're getting prepared for our 12th year Bat Ministry celebration and uh, my good friend uh, Alexis Spike coming in for our celebration in November and uh, I can always be reached at uh, com. Thank you, sir. No problem. Congratulations, man, for the 12 years, man. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. No problem at all. Brother Reggie. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Uh, my station is RejoiceAmericaRadio.org and um, for more information, just visit the website, and you can call us at 704-900-5424. We just finished our seventh year of Joy Fest um, in Charlotte, and we just finished last week at King's Dominion. It's a sellout that we sold out, and I'm so excited about that because I can eat steak now. I ain't got to eat peanut butter and jelly no more, <laughs> and everything is going good, man. Um, yes, sir. I, I got an announcement I'm going to make later on throughout the year, but me personally, I, I've been doing a lot of TV stuff behind the scenes, a lot of television, mm-hmm. and um, that's that's my that's where I'm walking into. But okay. Rejoice America Radio is still going to be rolling. It's just that uh, I got to I gotta make a shift, um, but I'll get an announcement later on throughout the summer or something when it's official. Okay. But until then, you know, y'all can still send us your music. Artists can still send your music. We still got love for you. Um, I got a couple of concerts I got coming up that's going to spotlight or, or highlight a lot of independent artists. If you want to be on any concert that we're doing, we don't mind. We're going to Orlando, Florida. We're going to West Palm Beach, Florida. I am coming to the D.C. area. We're going to Fredericksburg, Virginia. Um, all of this between now and Thanksgiving, so... 
follow us on Facebook, uh, Rejoice America Radio fan page, or follow me, Brother Reggie, on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, whatever. And we letting artists know where we coming, and we allow any artist to be on any concert that we do in any state. It's a way to help promote you as an artist. So if you're interested, just reach out to us and let us know. Good stuff. Kevin James. Uh, Kevin James. Oh, first, I just want to say, um, my, my lady, Mr. Wilson, I want to say uh, thanks to her for mm. stopping by. I yes, really sir. Do, man. I'm really proud. I'm really proud of her because she didn't sit back and she didn't listen. She actually engaged in the conversation. So God bless you. Um, and I'm really proud of you. Um, Kevin James, CJB Radio, uh, you can send us music, www.cjbradio.com. If you would like to contact me direct, you can do so, Kevin at cjbradio.com. That's Kevin at cjbradio.com. All right, Mr. Harris. Hey, I see you saved uh, one of the best for last. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's right. No, you're last. Yeah, I'm last. I'm always last. Well, go ahead. All right, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. But anyway, Henry Harris, I'm the owner and operator of Spiritco One Christian Radio. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-C-O, the number one dot com. I am also the administrator for the Excellence in Christian Music Academy. Uh, that website is www.smtecma.com. We do have our uh, fifth annual ECMA concert gala. It's coming up on October the 3rd. We're having, well, it's going to be a uh, party weekend because we're going to start on the 2nd of October and have a meet and greet party, VIP type, well, not VIP. Everybody's going to be able to attend. And then we're going to have the main event on Saturday, October the 3rd. It is my hope. It is my hope that we will be able to fill that arena to capacity. And, you know, we've been pushing it and pushing it mm -hmm. and so forth. So um, uh, please uh, look out for our information and some of our flyers. Most of the partners on this call are running our commercial, and I appreciate you for doing that. You're running our ECMA concert gala commercial. I see the tweet. Yes, sir. I don't have a gala commercial. Yes, I sent out a game commercial to all the partners. I sent it to you too. It's no, sir. Uh, but you probably, I don't know. I'm, Maybe we'll I'm not Kevin James. It's okay. I'll finish it again. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll finish it again. No problem. But uh, Thank yeah, you, it, 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 the commercial has been running, and I appreciate everybody uh, for doing that. And you're really helping the up and coming independent and emerging artists. We will be announcing a lineup soon. And um, we're going to have a great time, October 3rd, 2015. Now, also, I am a uh, consultant, music industry consultant that deals with radio appearances, concert events, and so forth, and festival concerts and stuff like that. So you can always reach out to me at uh, area code 301-567-5349, area code 301-567-5349. Yes, sir. T.C. You're welcome, sir. T.C. right here. WOGS 103.9. We'll be taking the limits off uh, 
Uh, you can send your music to us at uh, WGS1039FM at gmail.com. You can call us at 440-447-0340. i say it again, 440-447-0340 at the station for any of your musical needs as well. And uh, we uh, got the Basic Foundation show available as well. We actually send it out to a lot of people that miss it. And we're going to replant it, replant it as well on the station. And uh, we got a lot of great feedback tonight from the show, and I really appreciate it. But we need y'all to call in. I want to say that. Call in. You got questions. You got concerns. You know, you got comments you may want to say. I say if it relates to what we're talking about, go ahead and not call in. Don't be scared to call in. Ain't nobody going to bite you. Uh, we want to go ahead and actually engage in conversation so we can actually come up with solutions and not problems as well with the Basic Foundation Show. And uh, like I said, this WGS1039FM.com is our website. And also, we got an announcement about that, and we got some other stations that we're going to be on, that we're running as well. We're going to make announcements about that. We're going to set up excited about it as well. But um, I think each and every one of y'all coming on the show tonight, always, man. And, uh, you know, we got to go ahead and keep pushing this thing out. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, gonna be talking about. I'm gonna be talking about some other topics as well, uh, as it relates to the artists, especially about radio. I want to get back into radio more so about internet radio because I don't know about y'all, and I talked to Kevin about this. A lot of people not educated about internet radio and how it works, and I think that a lot of people understand how radio works. And we had a big discussion about this a few weeks ago with a gentleman that wanted to discredit internet radio. So I think I want to get into a little bit about that as well. Um, are you guys down about that? Let's do it. Okay. Good to me. All right. So same time, same station right here, y'all. And I always tell you, speak to yourselves of songs, hymns, of spiritual songs. Trust the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to your own understanding. And all that ways and knowledge and let direct your paths. And always remember that the loudest thing you can speak to someone is your life. I got my Christian love song song coming on tonight after this show. And uh, like I said, check it out. We did a lot of songs before that a lot of people love that didn't know the Christian love songs was out there. But we do have a whole show put together for you. Two hours. Of non-stop love and passion for single and married couples as well. I want to say that too. So uh, definitely keep it locked right here, y'all, on the family station. We'll be checking those off. WOGS 103.9. And uh, we out, y'all. We're about to go ahead and go there now. So keep we it locked. I'm out. All right. Okay, good night. All right, everybody. Good night, good night everybody. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. 2103 in the place to be. I'm Evan. I'm Clark. And what's up, y'all? I'm Jarrell, and you're tuned in to Jamming for Jesus. That's JFJ Live Talk Radio. Hey, this is DJ, and you've tuned in to the JFJ Live Talk Radio Show. Hey, it's Israel Houghton with Israel and New Breed, and you are tuned in to JFJ. Yeah, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Flame, and I'm tuned in to JFJ Jamming Live for Jesus Live Talk Radio. Make sure you keep it locked. Hey y'all, this is Isaiah D. Thomas. All I want you to know right now, you are tuned in to the JFJ Live Talk Radio Show. Hi, this is Kim Burrell, and you are tuned in to JFJ.
Keep listening. Hey, this is Lamar Campbell, and you're listening to JFJ Live Talk Radio. Hi, this is your girl, Cynthia Jones, the gospel soul singer, and you're tuned in to JFJ Live Talk Radio. Hi, this is Eric Matthews, and you're tuned in to JFJ Live Talk Radio. Hi, this is Tracy Worth, and you are listening to JFJ Live Talk Radio. 